2: Welcome to the latest, latest edition of All Caps. I'm maybe hockey writer, Steve Wino, joined by former capitalist defenseman, Carl Alsner, and uh, 102nd ranked tennis player in the world, Dennis Kudla. Dennis, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks for having me.
2: How, how do you guys know each other? Because that, that's, that's the thing that, from all of this, that was just like, oh, how do you know Dennis? How, how did this all happen?
1: Uh, one, of those, like, friend, one of those like friends apps, right? Yeah, exactly, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: You both swiped right to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Kinda fun. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what happened was uh, is good buddies with my old neighbor uh, Dan Schneider, who is actually one of the guy the guy that I'm working with now with my new company Thundercat. And so he he was always telling me about this guy Dennis tennis this and that. I'm like I'm gonna smoke this guy, and then he's like, no, he's actually a like professional tennis player. I'm like, okay, oh, maybe I can stop shit talking now. And and yeah, exactly. uh, we actually yeah we we just uh, we kind of. Knew, knew about each other for a while and then hung out for the first time, what was it, like a month and a half or so ago, which is which is yeah, yeah. a really great story uh, that comes glass, along with that story. That, that we'll get into. But, uh, but, yeah, no, I think, I mean, you're from the area, right? You're, this is kind of, yeah. this is home. Yeah, I grew,
1: up, I grew up in Northern Virginia um, and then just spent, obviously, a lot of time in Florida because it just was tennis heaven. But always try to come back, move back for a little bit, and then I uh, always try to come back when I can.
0: Yeah, it's fun too because you know, I mean, you you follow hockey, you know, you know a lot about it, but not just like you know the stuff about hockey, but about about the, the players and how how an athlete's mind yeah. works. And it's fun to have conversations with you because you think about things a little bit different coming from you know a sport that's you know an individual sport versus versus a team sport. So it's it's always fun. Like, why don't actually when when I when I started coming up with my stupid questions. I put, the, I put the question out to our group chat, our fantasy football group chat, and Dennis was throwing a bunch at me, some that were like, like hard-hitting yeah. about, about actually thinking, and then some that were just about- Yeah, exactly. Some things too, so it, it's kind of fun. We just, we're, we're working on, uh, you know, I guess uh, figuring out where, when Dennis is done playing tennis, how we're gonna be able to uh, hang out a little bit yeah. Because I think that we- see, just, if, uh,
1: see, if, uh, see if Thundercut has a janitor job, so I'll be there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, think, I think you'll do you'll do a lot more than that, but I mean, yeah. we might as well get into that 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 right away, just because I want to want to start this off with a with something funny. So, Wino, we were at a Caps game. Actually, I was doing stuff with thundercats so I was with Dan and uh, and uh, Dennis was there as well. And so after the game, we decided to go to Clyde's. Is it right? Yeah, Clyde. And so we'll kind of, we'll, I'll let Dennis take over from, from above yeah. here. He can, he's got, he's got a really, really so, great pilot at de-escalation. And, and he uh, can
1: yeah, that So yeah, definitely not my finer moment, but, um, <laughs> well, I thought it was a finer moment until it actually happened, but. So we go to Clyde's, uh, you know, we're having a good time at the game. We had a dinner before, uh, we were having drinks. I was making fun of everything Canadian possible. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, you know, we have a good time at the game, we're drinking. And then we go to this bar and there's this one guy. He's, you know, probably a little bit bigger than you, Carl, right? Just a little bit. Yeah, a little bigger, yeah. Big boy, big boy, but definitely on some steroids for sure. This guy was was large and he just started getting into a fight with these random guys and i pretty much stepped in and said you know what not stepped in i pretty much told the group i'm like guys i could de-escalate this i can de-escalate any situation possible so he comes over he's done blah blah blah. he walks over little though i know this guy's probably huge cokehead or something i don't know and then i was like okay hey i was like hey you know he dropped something i picked it up and i was like you know i really think." I was pulling for you on that or I don't know what I said. I said something like that. And uh, and then he just like, he absolutely towered over me. Saw, like he saw red. Went right over me, towered me. Was just cursing me out. And I was like, oh no. Then he gets into Carl's face out of nowhere. Carl's just like, standing there, having his beard, enjoying it. Just watching me do something stupid. And he goes right into Carl's place. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm about to get Carl punched in the face in this random bar. Like, wow. I mean, we had just met him and his wife. I'm like, what are we doing? What am I doing? Uh, luckily, Carl was actually the one who could de-escalate. Uh, <laughs> <and> <laughs> Carl was just smiling at this guy. I was terrified. This guy would
0: have murdered me. Um, <laughs> but Carl was Carl it was, was so sad. funny because it's like... it was like one of the first like work related things I've done with my new company. And there's like clients there too. And I'm like, Holy smokes. Like I never got into a fight at the bar ever. And I'm going to get into my first bar fight in my new job with these clients here. I'm like, is this really what I want to be doing right now? And luckily the situation kind of cooled off and the guy got kicked out. I guess one of the people we were with saw him at the hotel later too, and he was still all fired up. So it was just, it was so funny. I'm like, man, I gotta be careful
1: hanging uh, out with this guy. He's gonna get me drunk. Yeah, I know. And then Carl was like, "Oh, you're really good at de-escalating." I was like, "Yeah, that's probably the first and last time." You know, so, I'm done with that.
0: <laughs> Imagine why not? Imagine this this guy. He actually legit. He looked like Tom Wilson, similar size except on steroids. Like he was insane, a big, nice. big individual. Yeah.
2: And we know from we've talked about this. You're not really
0: a fighter, Carl. No, I'm not a fighter. Like I can defend myself if I have to, but I I don't want to get into a fight. I mean, you never know who you're gonna run into. And I uh, and I
1: clearly play a non-contact sport for a reason. We could have in your hands really. Cool. Yeah, it over, exactly. It was so funny, but I
0: mean, I think obviously, yeah, you you you're a you're a hockey fan. And what 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 is it about hockey that you know draws you to the sport? Like, did you play growing up? Like how how did you get into that?
1: Um. Yeah. So I mean, for me, I've always loved hockey. I was attracted to it because when we were younger, I played a lot of street hockey. um yeah. Unfortunately, I was a kid that didn't know how to rollerblade, so I'd be the one running around. Uh, my brother would—he's five years older—would put me in goalie, no pads, just shooting yeah. slap shots right at my shins, and I'm like, "Oh, it's hurts so bad!" Uh, but I, I was just loving it. Um. But as I got older, um, obviously, he was always a big Caps fan. I think there's the culture of it. Uh, I feel like. You, there's, there's just no beating around the bush in hockey. You know, you have the culture, you have fighting in there. Um, you know, they get in each other's face. It's respect, but I like the trash talk aspect of it. It's quick, it's fast. I always said it was similar. You guys have all the same skills that tennis does, but it's on skates, um, which, I, which I always admired as well. But then in the tennis locker room, it's, it's probably one of, um, you know, the locker room's favorite sport to watch. We all love hockey and we love golf. um so it it was fun to get into that uh we were in a um we were in a hockey pool a fantasy hockey league one year and unfortunately i got kicked out because i was it was in china on a bus and i lost my uh wi-fi service and (laughs) my it would be actually really funny if you know this guy So it auto-picked i was number one draft pick and auto-picked this guy named daniel cleary (laughs)
0: daniel cleary (laughs) (laughs) that's your number one
1: yeah as my (laughs) auto-pick and then everyone just starts going off it messes up i'm like who is this guy (laughs) you know like like is this like a number one rookie and i heard him like we look him up it's this guy's like 31 years old and played like for detroit for like four games or something yeah, and I was like, yeah. oh my goodness so um, I, it was all over the place and I got kicked out a little later because I was still trying didn't realize that there's only like a limited amount of games every player can get points and I was like what's going on I'm, I'm trying all my guys are doing great but I'm going backwards I'm like, what is happening <laughs>
2: that is amazing Daniel was Cleary funny. wasn't a good start Dan, Dan Cleary was not a good start to, to that league for
1: you No, 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 re- re- really bad for me and I was like, wow, I'm surprised you didn't auto-pick like Crosby or Ovechkin or something I, mean, I was going to pick Ovechkin for sure, easy It's the Caps, you get to watch for every game It means something to me and clearly, I was like, wow, I don't think I'm gonna really be watching too many Red Wings, triple triple A games or whatever. That <laughs> yeah. uh, happens. Oh.
0: It happens. I I got actually I auto-drafted uh, Jacob Rana this year. He hasn't played a single game, he's been hurt. That yeah, didn't go you know, like, Wow. Like, oh. what the heck's going on here? But anyways, it happens. Nice. It happens. So I was actually wondering about why not I talk to this with, with Dan about wanting to go watch one of uh, Dennis's matches and sitting in his like the box and chirping the other his opponent but apparently that's a big no-no like it's like that's frowned upon That's
1: frowned upon. so yeah it's frowned upon, <laughs> upon in tennis which which needs to change asap um, yes. our, our, sport, our sport is i think hangs on to tradition a little bit too much and it's one thing if you hang on to tradition and you're getting rewarded for that from a business point of view but we're not not at all except for maybe wimbledon Having the all white, but uh, yeah, like I, I never liked it. I never liked whenever you like my family or friends came out and just started being loud. I just felt like I put so much pressure. I was like embarrassed to these guys, these I mean, fools, like run, like screaming. I'm like, oh my god, these are my friends. Uh, <laughs> so, uh so and, 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 and in tennis, like we're, we're in our own heads so much, and, and you're just fighting yourself all the time. If, if you know, you're not rock solid up there, which which most guys are not. So when you have another guy chirping. It either goes one way or the other because you can absolutely crumble or it could give the reason for the guy to just keep trying. Like, you know what? I'm just going to beat the shit out of this other guy just because of these guys. Because <laughs> yeah. I've done that so many times. <laughs> and it feels so good. You just start pointing. You start looking at the eyes for a long time for someone to the stands. Like, this is your fault. This is all your fault. Your favorite guy is going to lose because of you cheering so loud.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, man. There's so much I want to hit on, on the mental side of the game. I, there's a couple things I really need to ask you about first before we get in, Wino. Hopefully, yeah. I, I can ask some of these questions right here because I, of course, had to do a yeah. little digging um i think that the first thing i need to ask you well i want to know more about the the was it necker island was it with richard Ronson? Yeah. like that, talk about tradition that's something that happens every year so can you explain that to us for us common folk that wouldn't ever have a yeah. chance to go to necker island uh
1: so i've been fortunate enough to do it twice uh, i've been invited a few times uh it just got super lucky so one of my first coaches one of his buddies from forever in atlanta actually um started this charity event um on Necker Island, uh, for uh, inspire, I think it's Inspiring Children Foundation. Uh, Jewel runs it, and this guy named Ryan Wolfington, a couple of friends work work inside of it. And um, so they started, and they always try to ask me if I wanted to come. Wanted to come. It's always bad timing. I was like, ah, sure, fine. Um, but obviously richard branson he, he loves his charity work and just a great guy so i get there and it's like this is make-believe world like you cannot believe it you get there it's a service anywhere you want there's a bar every 20 feet there are lemurs uh you can go and see whenever you want food's incredible you're around like one guy invented this one guy invented that owner of this company and it's just it was crazy i mean talking with richard branson guys so nice he it's amazing how important how big time he is in the world but how in tune into a conversation he is and how he's listening and truly cares about what you're trying to say and, and, and what your life is about and what you you know believe in so it was a pretty awesome experience on top of you know getting drunk a lot and a beautiful beach so could you actually uh, make
0: contact with the tennis ball were you able to yeah yeah.
1: so no so we play so we play on this artificial grass and we we play a bunch of these 10-point tie breaks um and there's a bunch of like handicaps based on the level of the am that you're playing with and one of the one of the fun fun things about that is when you're playing if you double which you need to hit slower to the am. So, you know, it, it makes sense. It's fun for them. But if you double fault, you take a shot of tequila. And if you get aced, there's some big servers there. You have to take a shot of tequila. So at one point we were, play, we were, point we were playing and I was playing a doubles match and the guy I was playing with did drink. So every time he got aced, I had to take his shots. And I was like, oh my God. So at one point I took like five tequila shots within like a six minute period. And I was like, this needs to stop. This needs to end. This is does, te- does tequila make
2: you a better tennis player?
1: uh yeah that's mine right Less yeah a more, a more fun tennis player to watch but not a better yeah. tennis player <laughs> fair enough
0: yeah, absolutely amazing i mean it sounds like like you said, it sounds like a dream to to go there and yeah, see I, that it's nice to know that he's he's like a good guy too hey I'll, I'll put I'll,
1: I'll put your name out there let's see if we can get you on there it'll be fun <laughs> working yeah. on my tennis skills i'll be that amateur yeah. that doesn't drink
0: if i'm playing with you i won't drink so
1: yeah, they love well. yeah, exactly. They love the they love the Canadians out there. There's plenty of Canadians out there. <laughs>
0: we'll get we'll get Carl shots
2: of bur- we'll get, get Carl shots bourbon that you can do if, oh, you're yeah. doing, if you're doing tequila.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it counts. I don't drink tequila.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next next thing I gotta ask you about is uh I, I heard some really interesting story about your birthday cakes growing up. And oh, I'm wow. so curious if you can elaborate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I was um, so I was born in Ukraine and I was raised in a very Eastern European household in a very American cul-de-sac. Um, so whenever I went to my friend's house for birthdays, um, we would have ice cream cake, thick frosting cakes, whatever we have cokes, um, pizza, candy there's regular presents that you think of but when it came around to be my birthday my parents hosted it we were my grandma would be making cake like, no we'll make our cakes we'll make our own, our own desserts and luckily we had pizza but the cake was like i don't know like maybe the cottage cheese and raisins <laughs> 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 in the hardened and it was like super traditional like bitter like tea cake that they make and my friends were like, "Oh, this is not this is not what they expected." I was like, "Oh my god, this is awful!" <laughs> no candy, like Russian candies you've never heard of before, uh, tea biscuits. Uh, it's just hilarious. So my, the cakes that I grew up with were, were pretty um, unordinary when it came to the American household a child birthday party. So
0: oh, uh, imagine,
1: yeah. ma- imagine giving like a cottage cheese rum raisin cake to a bunch of six year olds, and they're like, "What is this?"
0: It's the Last birthday party you ever have, right there, eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. My, my friends enough. started uh,
1: started forgetting my birthday real quick. <laughs> but,
2: but before before we get back to Carl's fun stuff, uh, every, do you have any family back in Ukraine? Is everybody okay? Like, I I yeah, I, I, I feel like I need okay. to ask
1: that. Yeah, everyone's okay, fortunately. Um, so uh luckily we don't have a huge family uh i have a couple cousins and an uncle but they're completely safe um so out of harm's way luckily and we're in contact with them so uh that's good but obviously it's just a huge shit show and chaotic what's going on so yeah and, 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 and not much and, not much you can do
2: and, and i have a friend isabel kurshuden who used to cover the capital she is in ukraine right now she just left kharkiv uh and and, and safely got out of there so we're all kind of worried about yeah. that. Uh, and just kind of dealing yeah. with this in, this entire kind of wacky situation.
1: Exactly. Who would have thought?
2: Yes. Yeah. Um, let, let's uh, let's take a break. Uh, when uh, we come back on All's Caps, I want to ask you about that bus trip in China, and I know Carl has some other things oh. to ask you before we get <sighs> to before we get to Carl's stupid questions later.
0: Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May fifth.
2: Welcome back to All's Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Osner and professional tennis player Dennis Kudla. I am AP hockey writer Steve Wino. A thing that caught my attention earlier, Dennis, was you said I was on a bus in China, having just been in Beijing for three weeks myself for the Olympics. Uh, can you can you go expand on on? The bus trip in china and your, your your time there yeah
1: um so i've actually been to china twice and that's one time too
2: many for me but that's
1: okay <sighs> yeah no I, it's it's unfortunately um not not our favorite place on tour it happens at the end of the year when we're all just roasted mentally so it doesn't kind of help your cause but um there's just so much money that was pumping out of there so it's big for our tour um but obviously we haven't played in china in a while right really ba- i really hope we don't go back i really hope we don't go back yeah china is a wild place when you go there um when people tell you how everything is blocked can't see anything unless you have your vpn and you're trying to find your loopholes But you're like oh, yeah they're definitely they're definitely watching me somewhere there's definitely cameras in these rooms i'm moving spied on and tracks for sure um uh, so it's it, it's pretty wild uh, going down at like our bus our bus ride seeing this crazy play. The fog is nuts. I always thought it was a cloudy day. And they're like, no, it's actually a clear day. It's full of pollution. And I was like, wow. I mean, I am absolutely yep. inhaling this, you know, full sprinting outside pollution, just corrupting my lungs. And then just like, I can't even, like, I got come back home after like two weeks in China. And I'm like, I can't, I can't breathe enough. Terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. It's awful. But no, it's, it's a, it's a wild place. Not, not my favorite. I do want to see the Great Wall of China. But I did, um, I did, I did it a couple that's weeks the ago. last thing.
2: I did it a couple yeah. weeks ago. So they they, they, took heard, us, amazing. they they took us on like a media tour, 40 of us at a time, basically. And they had an area of the of the past there that was open just for us. No tourists around. But we didn't have, like, there's like a, a kind of a, a lift almost that goes to the top. We didn't have that. We scaled the actual wall. So we climbed up like almost spider climbing. That's what I would prefer to
1: do. I pre- prefer to do that because I think that's just incredible. Someone built that. That's how they used it. Crazy.
2: It. it's i mean it was it, it, it is a thing that that even if you don't want to go i'm glad i don't have to go back because now i've seen the great wall yeah it was it, that, yeah. That, that was that was a hell of an experience
1: going out to a restaurant in china and you're just like mm, it's literally rats on a stick I, I can't i don't know what it is <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh that is not for me yeah,
2: it's an interesting place, and and we were kind of sheltered, being in the the Olympic bubble situation there. But it is, uh, you could see kind of the world outside and and everything going on in, in Beijing, and people lined up for these mandatory COVID tests, and it's like this is a very different place.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I mean I can't imagine when we have to go back, what it's going to be like. <laughs> Just after everything, it's going to well, be uh, it's going to be comical at some point. I hope.
0: So, so you were somewhere else recently you were in mexico right and yeah yeah i i got asked ask this because i we we texted about it and i think it's hard for for uh, someone who's not involved in the sport to understand you know first of all how hard it is to get to the top of 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 the sport mm-hmm. um but like can you give us an example like what would separate someone like a nadal who, who you play in the first round um versus somebody else like you, you explained it to me, but just, like, can, can you kind of break yeah. that down to, so we can appreciate that?
1: So, for me, I, I'll argue with anybody when it comes to everything involved on and off the court. I truly do believe tennis is the toughest sport in the world because of all the variables that we have. I don't see as many variables in any other sports, except for a boxing only argument because you get punched in the face, literally. <laughs> but, um The difference between these top guys and everybody else is not so much the ball striking, but it's more of the accountability of their errors, the physicality, and just the way they kind of see the game. You know, I I would almost think that Rafa sees the game in slow motion. He probably sees like all the lines just in front. Like, oh, this is the right trajectory to get this, to get that. They're just thinking two shots ahead, three shots ahead. And – even when you know what's coming, there's, there's nothing you can do about it. Uh, I mean, I compare it exactly just to Ovechkin. When he just Everybody knows for the last decade plus he stands in the same exact spot and still scores, and it's, it's insane. So playing him, I mean, I was able to play Djokovic, Federer, Murray now in my career and was able to see kind of the difference between all of them. But what he did so well for me, what was so tough was because of how fast the game is, anticipation is, is so important at a high level of any sport. So I'm trying to anticipate what the next shot is and what the correct footwork is. But he's creates so much different speeds and variation of spins that I'm wrong so much that I can't get a clean ball off, which doesn't hurt him, and I can't neutralize him. So when he's on offense, he's one of the best offensive players ever. And I am just start running. He just has me on side to side, just on a leash. And so it's, it's crazy to see that when you, when you watch the highlights, you don't understand, you just kind of wonder Oh, why'd you miss that? Why'd you miss that? I'm like, if you see what this ball is doing right before you're about to hit it, you're just like, well, what kind of side, what side do I hit it on? Because like, if it's going this way, I hit it, it's going to just shoot off to the right and the left. I'm hitting the frame I my racket. I'm trying to jump, get it right. I'm trying to see where he is. There's 10,000 people watching me too. And the ball's bouncing all over the place. So it's just, it's crazy how you have to, you have, Five thousand thoughts in your head, but you literally have half a second to process it all. It's so it's, it's crazy. It,
0: it is great. I mean, it's something that you don't that we don't get to see in, in in sports. Like one thing one thing for hockey. Same thing with spin. Like you know, it's always funny to listen to the crowd. Uh, you know, ooh or ah or boo when a defenseman goes to get a, a pass up at the blue line, and then all of a sudden it ends up outside the blue line, and everyone's gotta check back yeah. up because we're offside. but it's because that puck's come with an insane amount of spin and it just blows off your stick and there's there's nothing you can do about it and no one knows that. You just look like you suck because you couldn't. It's like
1: Ovechkin. Ovechkin, I had no idea that it was like his puck just like, it it's knuckles. like a curveball. And, really yeah. and I and I had no idea until I started listening to goalies talk about why Ovechkin's shot is so yep. it's so you know, impactful for goals. And I was like, wow, I did not know that. I thought it was just maybe pure speed, but I didn't realize it was a knuckleball. I'm like, how do you have a knuckleball every time? <laughs> how, how is he creating a knuckleball if that shot off a pass is just coming on the ice? Or if it's, is it a certain kind of pass? I have no idea. So it's
0: yeah, it's crazy to think. Yeah, he was, he's got a weird curve. So sometimes it just yeah. comes, of fits in the wrong spot and, and it goes knuckle. Or even the way that, that someone passes to you, like the spin that you get um, from a pass, someone who's the, the, the same hand as you, giving you the, the correct spin to shoot it better versus someone who's the opposite. So.
1: I, I also couldn't believe, so when I came out to a couple of practices, I got a stick from uh, Tom Wilson and Anno Ovechkin, and I couldn't believe how light the sticks were. Yeah, Where like in tennis, the, re- the regular person will get a racket off the shelf and it's lighter than normal, but the tennis players' rackets usually are way heavier. Because uh, we're looking for any easy power, so I thought I thought a hockey stick was going to be so heavy, but you guys are just strong and and used to it. But it was just like so light, a feather. Yeah, I, believe
0: it. I know it's weird. Some guys don't like that because it is too light. It feels like you you go to hit a puck and it's like you're you know you're you're smacking a boulder. You know, it just doesn't feel like you can.
1: Like the puck is playing you. You don't get to like exactly. To the puck. Yeah, the puck is right. sometimes. So I mean, uh, yeah, I mean it's,
0: it's very interesting. And this is so this is the other side because you are. Because you you are a you know a student of, of tennis, and I think you you enjoy the thinking side of it. And from me, because I played a, a team sport, and you playing an individual sport, I um, I'm curious. This is gonna be a lot to digest because I've been thinking about yeah. it a lot. But do you think it takes a different type of athlete to be in an individual sport versus a team sport? And you know, I'll give you I'll give you an example. So. So yes, yeah, so you just flew, you know, you'll fly halfway yeah, halfway around around the world. You go play someone who's ranked the top three in the world, knowing that, you know, your chances are are maybe somewhat slim to to upset them, but you still prepare for it, you still go and do it. And the difference is, you know, in a, a team sport, you can diminish the impact of the best player. You know, an OV isn't gonna go up there and and win every game. A McDavid and Drysdale aren't gonna go up there and win every game but a team also can mask the influence of the worst player, you know, so you can have some bad players or players that aren't good that day, but you can't do that in tennis, right? You have a bad day. Yeah. You have a bad day. You can't hide.
1: Yeah. What I think about is in the highest level of team sports, you guys have the kind of combination of you need to be a team player, which we don't have, but you also are playing, you know, for yourself, maintaining your position your spot on the lineup um you're part of the team so you need to also go through your own routines. so you do have a little bit of the you know individualism part of it while in tennis it's purely you need to be selfish you need to be individual you have to show up every single match and yeah like you said you can't hide um you have i have to win every single match um you know if i was on team sport and i just wasn't feeling that good that day like boom I get replaced but if I have an untimely injury like I'm out you know I'm mm-hmm. losing my points I go back in the rankings too bad yeah you know, life's not fair so I think tennis it, it is it's more cutthroat in that way um we really we really don't have any security in our game we, we play for everything play for every check uh whatsoever so I you know I almost compare it to we're, we're just kind of like we're like gamblers, really. <laughs> you, you just work hard. You're like poker players, and you have no guarantee if you're going to win or lose. And you just go out there and hope that the hard work that you've done pays off and you get paid. And if you don't, too bad. You know, you, you start losing money because you gotta you got to go to all these places and pay. So um, the, the mindset of it is I think that's why I think athletes get along even in different sports is because even though you have a different mindset from the team, you can understand a lot of the individual part of it when it comes to routines, when it comes to certain habits uh, and also the physicality of it. You know, you guys are more of, we're both sprinting sports, but I have to be in every play. So there's a little bit more of an endurance factor. Well, you guys go full sprint, boom, break, full sprint, break. But you know, we're probably just as exhausted after the certain time periods. I, I, that's why I think I've always loved hockey too, because I love listening to, physicality part and the details, the off ice, I almost rather watch a practice than a game. And then to be able to understand when you do a game, like this is what these guys are working on. These are the exact plays they're going for who's in shape, who isn't, you know, what's the camaraderie like? What's the mindsets between everybody because you guys have to come together as one mind, which was actually wild to me because of being so selfish. And I know how crazy my, my brain is. I couldn't imagine having to work with like 20 other guys.
0: Yeah, <laughs> or,
1: something work you know. It's
0: true. That's what separates the good teams from the bad teams a lot of times, too, right? The ones that, yeah, can, exactly. that can play as a unit. So I don't yeah. know. I just, I, I just think it's. I think you guys have to have like more discipline, more self reliance, focus, passion to be able to get up and and find the drive to you know just get to the next the next set. You know, like it, yeah. it's just in in crazy, in crazy like a intrinsic motivation. Yeah. You know, it would be tough
1: it would be tough for me to know like if you had an unreal game and then you guys still lost because somebody blew it, you know? And like that, and it doesn't, tennis, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. In tennis that's okay, yes, you can have like unbelievable matches and lose, but usually at the highest level, like if you're playing a great match, you're probably going to win. And if you're playing bad, you know, you're probably going to lose. Well, like I couldn't imagine on something, a terrible day, but then like winning you know like whoever was in the stanley cup and when you guys win like someone just had the worst game ever or something okay. like that whatever i got a stanley cup i'm good oh, exactly. oh totally <laughs> you can right you now
0: I, mean, I mean does anybody ever play uh, a match hungover or you guys when you're there you're dialed in like maybe there's some guys no, you're, di-
1: you're, you're dialed in you're dialed in curious curious does it uh, i know <laughs> maybe it also dep- depends on the tournament but <laughs> uh no, most guys most guys won't won't do that. Uh um, exactly. You're wasting all that all that work you put into
0: it and you're gonna go out. for that. Yeah, room I room I room. I
1: remember I, I remember being in Tampa and meeting some of the lightning guys and we were they would like play a game and in 30 minutes after literally they blow the whistle, these guys were at the bar. It was easy. We have five, six drinks, no big deal. I'm like five, six drinks, I'm bombed. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, like
1: I got of I'm like my practice is done. Over. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly.
1: They're yeah. just gonna relax a little bit. <laughs> yeah, my, co- my coach, my coach would rip my head off.
2: Yeah, H- hockey people are hockey people are different, and in in a no, lot no, of no, great no. ways, hockey people are
1: different. And I think that's why also tennis players would love it because we're such a whole well, again traditional. It's not; it can't be outspoken as much. We're trying to change that by like hockey guys are just they're they're just they're raw. So. I think we just recite that so much.
2: Um, when we come back on, on Alls Caps, uh, Dennis Kudla will be the latest victim of Carl's Stupid Questions. Welcome back to Alls Caps with former Capitals defenseman Carl Allsner and professional tennis player Dennis Kudla. I'm AP Hot writer Steve Wino. And now for Carl's Stupid Questions.
0: Yes, okay, yes we're going to run through this quick because we all kind of got to get going here. Um, just give me your answers. I'll give you a score at the end. It, it's really important, so answer, answer good um okay karaoke song when you're out and about drinking what are you uh, what are you going to sing for us oh uh george michael freedom,
1: freedom.
0: that's a good one <laughs> okay i'm going to make sure i hear that next time um is there a player that you don't know why <laughs> it's good it's perfect. <laughs> is there a player that you just love to beat someone that you've beaten over and over again or someone that you really want to be badly is there someone that comes to mind oh
1: you know who i love beating Gosh, that's a tough, that's tough, tough. Quick, quick, quick. Uh, you know what? It's a German guy, Dominic Koper. I, try, I train with him in Tampa, and I just love. He's beating me too, though. But uh, I just love shit talking and getting into his head. It's the best.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um, okay, this is actually a question from you that you sent in the group chat, so I figured I'd hit you with it. Um, do you have a word or a phrase to help you snap out of something? Things aren't going the way you want. Like for me, it's if I have a bad shift, I come on the bench and I just say, "Carl, oh, you suck. Like you are just you suck." <laughs> And it just helps me <laughs> kind of like be like, okay, you can say that and, and, I'll, and I'll let it go.
1: Uh, I go through uh, control what I control, which is my attitude, my energy, my decisions, and my adjustments, and life is there. Nice.
0: Oh, I like it. Really good. Okay, yeah. um, next one here is uh, what's your guilty pleasure, and is it a Crunch Wrap Supreme? <laughs> yeah, I, I love Crunch Supremes.
1: I love ice cream, Cheez Its, and uh probably alcohol
0: oh, yeah. oh yes <laughs> exactly oh man okay um next one i, I i'm gonna kind of switch this into a tennis version um so would you rather play five years professionally be kind of ranked in the middle but win let's say one wimbledon or would you rather play 15 years and be ranked inside the top 20 the entire time but never win any major championships
1: I win Wimbledon. I win Wimbledon. I quit tomorrow. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm, good. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, well, maybe it's just the perspective of it. You would look at probably the consistency would be more admirable, but now nah, you're, you people remember winners. So. Yes. Wimbledon. All right.
0: That's, it's a good answer. I like it. And, uh, okay, this is the next one. We got a few minutes. Uh, okay. When do you think an athlete is not considered an athlete anymore? Or is it, once an athlete always an athlete so if you need me to break that down more like if in 15 years when i'm when i'm 300 pounds and can barely move am i still considered an athlete or no?
1: yes i think you're always considered an athlete uh, if you can do g- the general athletic movements and coordination it takes to be an athlete
0: Okay, so so I would still have to be able to move around a little bit.
1: You'll always be you'll always be an athlete. You're you're in men's league right
0: now, so you count.
1: Yeah. I count. Okay, I mean, if
0: you think so, I mean, I, I have a different opinion on that, but I don't. It'll take us. It'll take us. I
1: I, I think done. I I don't think you can say you're a a high end athlete. No, you're not a professional athlete.
0: That's why there's the word
1: professional in front of athlete, but athlete <laughs> can stand alone. There's
0: so. Professional athlete, athlete, athletic. And exactly. so, so <laughs> it's all you know? still in the same ballpark. Okay, perfect. All right, I love that. I'm gonna give you bonus points for speed because we haven't had speed like that before. Oh. And uh, I love the uh, Wimbledon answer as well. Yeah. The alcohol with some honesty there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, Hurricane. Hurricane. We're
0: going to go with uh, oh, wow, okay, plus that 169 points. Which which puts you into a uh, bronze medal right now, which is wow. huge. Like Wow. By wow. quite a few points. So you should be very proud of yourself, Dennis.
1: I, I guess I have a reverse question. Maybe give me the gold, but I'd be like, in hockey, is it the same where either someone loves drinking or they barely drink at all and don't drink? Yes, there's a few of those
0: guys, for sure. There's definitely a couple. I, I, feel, right, guys, like, I, feel, I feel like
1: it's... I feel like sports in general, there's not really much moderation when it comes to that because we're just so driven. It's either you're driven to never drink or you're driven to drink all the
0: time. Well, and, and also you feel like you can put anything into your body because you're working it out the next day too. So exactly it doesn't work that way anymore. I can vouch for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can vouch for that too. Uh,
2: I I love the honesty. I love the the bronze medal competition, if, Olympic bronze medal. Also,
1: I think would you retire after that too? <laughs> uh, uh no, no, no. I, I i went to the Olympics and my buddy's got a bronze medal and now you got to keep playing T- tennis it's not the biggest thing for us so right it's it's different well
2: yeah. dennis kula thank you very much for joining us on all caps and we hope to have you on soon
1: I uh, appreciate it guys it was fun thanks buddy
2: and we'll talk to you all thanks. next week